Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Episode 582. What's your mo in FOMO? Thank you so much for tuning in today and listening to what I think is going to be quite an intriguing conversation on FOMO. And what I'm going to share might just shed and cast a slightly different light on what FOMO is, what is it for our kids, and more importantly, what is it for us and where does it leave us and where does it leave them? Because it's only when you really dive into it a bit do you recognize where we end up parenting from for much of our interactions and engagements with our kids. And often it doesn't really help us. So I want to thank those of you who have taken the time to hop over onto the podcast platform that you tune in from and leaving a review and rating the show. It means the world to me when I read the review, the reviews. It helps this podcast move its way up the podcast charts. But more importantly, it helps this podcast reach parents who need some support and need a little bit of motivation and encouragement to help them navigate life in the thick of it because that's where we all are when we have kids. We are in the thick of it and for a lot of parents, they are not really finding much joy in their lives, in their roles as parents right now. Off the back of this pandemic, we're not quite through it. I keep saying surely we're through it now and something else crops up and and affects all of us. And, you know, on the global scale that it has crept into our lives and influenced our every move, all our plans and our kids' plans. Their lives have been on hold for years now. We would have never, ever in our wildest dreams imagined it could have gone on as long as it has. But it has. And we are here right now in this moment. And I see each moment as a wonderful opportunity to repair, reconnect, recalibrate, re-whatever you want to do or whatever you want to call it. But every moment is an opportunity to be better than we were in the moment just past. If we feel improvement is needed, and I know certainly in my life, there's lots of times where I'm just cruising along and I could actually do a little bit more to take action, be consistent and put into practice all the things that I preach. And for most of the time, I'm pretty good at it. But just like you, I have three kids and I get triggered by certain things. And when I'm triggered, it shoots me into the F word being fear. Yes. And when I am parenting from fear, trust me, I F it up. And so do most of us. So 
Back to FOMO. Where does it leave us? And what is your mo in FOMO? I was recently on a course with Jen Gottlieb and Chris Winfield, and it was awesome. I really enjoyed it. And they commented on FOMO. And for the first time ever, I saw it as more than fear of missing out. This is typically what we think of or see when we see the letters FOMO, fear of missing out. They put it in a different way and it really got me thinking and and it was in a totally different context to parenting. But I think their MO in FOMO is very, very applicable to us as parents when we are thinking about our kids. I think we can apply it to ourselves as well, but I think in particular when we are thinking of our kids, how they interpreted it and, and documented it was fear of missed opportunity. So you could argue and split hairs and say, well, missing out is a missed opportunity. But when we actually make the missed opportunity the the primary thing, I think it really helps us understand why it is we sometimes get so upset by our kids' choices. Because they choose things for fear of missing out, that actually create missed opportunities for them. They miss the mark because they're so worried about not being included, not doing the right thing, fear of missing out, not being with the cool kids, not being with the group, not being invited to a party, that they miss other opportunities through always trying to satisfy this this fear of missing out and making sure they don't miss out. So we have to look at the F in FOMO and know that when we are in fear, and I talk about this a lot, when we are in fear mode, we are in perceived threat mode. And when we are in a perceived threat mode, our brains can't differentiate the level of threat the minute there is perceived threat, our brains go into full-on fight, flight, or freeze. So it doesn't matter whether it's a little threat or a big threat. Our, our brains go into fight, flight, or freeze. The amygdala, the lizard brain, the reptilian brain, whatever you wish to call it, that is developed from birth, kicks into gear to protect us and we either fight what we are fearful of or we run away from what we are fearful of or we freeze in the face of what we are fearful of. When we are operating from fear, we then can't think straight. We can't apply logic and We can't tap into our executive functioning skills, which is what we need to help us self-regulate, plan things, prioritize things, inhibit things, um, have logic and reason, amongst all other things. Those are kind of like the the prime functions of the executive functioning area in our brain, the prefrontal cortex, which sits in and above your eyes, in, your, in behind your forehead. So when we are being driven by fear, 
we lose connection to that wise order leader, this the prefrontal cortex. And when our kids are in fear, they lose connection to theirs. And we all know, well, maybe you don't. If you're new on the show and new to me and new to this whole parenting, get some advice, tips, support gig, then you might not have heard that this part of our brain, the prefrontal cortex, only starts developing somewhere between the ages of five and seven years old. So trying to apply logic to a toddler who is three and four, they're not going to understand it. And just think, if I think back to the lectures and the complicated um, you know, ways in which I would have explained things to my kids when they were that age, neither wonder they didn't, whether they tuned out, didn't understand it, didn't get it. And didn't do what I asked them to do. So it develops somewhere between the ages of five and seven, and it's only fully developed somewhere between the ages of 22 and 25. But guess what happens in adolescence? All the wiring and connections that are made as that prefrontal cortex develops between the ages of five and seven, and when puberty hits, let's just say 12, 13, some are earlier, some are later, but just let's generalize here. All that wiring and connection that's been made to lay down the prefrontal cortex and acquire some skills gets undone during adolescence. I know, unbelievable, but it does. So this is why trying to explain things to teenagers is sometimes very difficult because they have suddenly lost the ability to control themselves and self-regulate. They've lost the ability to plan, to organize, prioritize and inhibit. They prioritize the wrong things. They're unable to inhibit. They're super impulsive. There's little logic and rationale at times. I mean, I could think of three examples this week with each of my kids, not this week, in every any given day, where I look at them and I wonder, where did that come from? How is it possible that someone age 17 actually thinks this way. The teenager we know, the child we know disappears for a bit, but then in an hour, they come back. So this is what happens. It's normal. But the fear of missing out, the fear of missed opportunity can really influence us if we are not able to recognize when we are in fear mode. And when we are in fear mode and we react, because that's all we can do, the interactions and engagements we have with our kids, regardless of what age they are, whether they're 3, 5, 9, 14, 16, 22, it doesn't matter. If we are attempting to have a conversation while we are worried and scared and fearful of something, the chances are the conversation will not go so well because we are unable to do what we need to do in order to see, hear, understand and and to fear to to sorry to see, hear and understand our kids and in so doing help them feel like they matter, they're worthy, they belong, that they are good enough. So this fear thing is a big deal, you guys. And so often when our kids are making choices, 
and taking action on them, we are seeing the missed opportunities as a result of those choices. We don't quite see it as missing out. We're seeing it as missed opportunities. You know, you might have a 14-year-old that is now going to take a different subject at school, not because they enjoy it, not because they love it, but because their friends are taking it. And they've expressed an interest in a certain thing that actually requires, quote unquote, them to take a different subject. But they're not going to take that subject because their friends are taking the other subject. So we see it as this missed opportunity and we, we, we go into panic mode. We go into, oh my God, he's not going to take um, the course he needs. He's saying he wants to, to do this when he's finished. And now he's not taking the course that's going to help him move in the direction he actually wants to go because he wants to be with his friends rather than take what will better serve him. This is a missed opportunity. We see it with kids when they make choices to suddenly ditch playing in a sport that they might have been able to pursue that might have actually got them a scholarship to a university they want to, to go to. And suddenly they tell us, mm, I'm not doing volleyball anymore, mum. Jessica stopped playing and I don't want to go anymore. And meanwhile, the scholarship's depending on them playing volleyball. So we see it as a missed opportunity. They're seeing it as a missing out. By playing volleyball, she's missing out now on things that Jessica's now doing. So she'd rather go with Jessica for fear of missing out rather than pursuing the volleyball, which would have got her a scholarship at university. So we need to know when we go into fear, because if, if we use that example, the only way we're perhaps going to make our daughter choose to stay in volleyball is if we don't enter fear, because when we enter fear, we become reactive. And when we become reactive, you will have stand a way less better chance of influencing and persuading your daughter to stick in volleyball. It's only when you hear her and you understand her and you see her and she feels that you have her back and you get her about and to do that, we have to use empathy. And in episode 583, I'm going to be talking about empathy a lot. So Make sure you tune in next week or subscribe to the show so you don't miss the episodes as they drop. We have to be able to use empathy in order to hopefully salvage the the missed opportunity. My salvage, I mean salvage the situation so that we can influence them so they don't miss the opportunity of what quitting would otherwise see them do, if that makes sense. So what's your mo and FOMO? I think we, as parents, we really worry about the missed opportunities. And I can't do an episode on the podcast right now without mentioning phones, devices. Let's talk about missed opportunities in terms of time spent on their phones. Look at all the things they miss because they're on their phones, all the opportunities that they might have if they were not spending so much time on their devices. I was going to insert an expletive in there. I I feel it too. I totally struggle with this. I watch my kids waste away so much time 
scrolling through their phones and laughing at the most ridiculous things on, you know, YouTube and reels and this and that. So the missed opportunities as a result of time spent on their phones is huge. And, you know, I've I've probably been quoted to say in the past something to this effect that it's not actually the time spent on the phone that's the problem. It's the time missed in the real world as a result of spending so much time on their phones that is the problem. It's the missed opportunity in the real world at the expense of too much time spent in the virtual world. I could speak for hours on this, but I'm not going to. But I want you to really think about how your FOMO and their FOMO where it leaves you, where it leaves them. And what can you do right now? What action steps can you take to help yourself when you, when you recognize you are in FOMO, fear? And in doing that, what effect will it have on your child? Because if you're in fear and they're in fear, you have two lizard brains fighting it out nothing's going to help and they will continue to miss the opportunity and they will continue to perhaps make the wrong decision for fear of missing out. So what action steps can you take that will help you conquer fear in the moment? I'm not saying you put it under the carpet. It's a very real thing. It's a huge emotion. And usually it translates as, as, different, as, as anger or frustration or overwhelm. You know, and that's how, how does fear show up in you? What do you look like when you're scared? The more we know ourselves, the more we can bring about change. So really have a think about this and see if you can be more aware of what you look like when you're reactive, what you look like when you're worrying. To do that, you have to know you're worried about something. You actually have to be aware of the fact you are in fear. If you're not aware of it, you can't do anything about it. And maybe you become aware of it once you've blown your stack. In other words, once the fear has translated into ang- anger. And Dr. Shafali, I always remember seeing a very powerful poster quote by her where it said, I am scared. And she crossed out the scared and put, you know, I'm angry. Because beneath fear is always anger or frustration or an inability to cope. So what's yours? What do you look like? Take a piece of paper now while this is fresh in your mind and and jot a few things down. Get your journals out, jot it down. See what you can come up with because it's going to help you parent better. And that's what this is all about. So thank you so much for tuning in today. If you've enjoyed this, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and also hop over onto your platform, the, the podcast platform that you tune in from and rate and review this show so that other parents can find it. If you know of other parents who are struggling or friends and family who are struggling with their parenting, share the link with them. Go onto Instagram, tag me, share the podcast poster. Let's help as many parents as we can out there who are struggling. That's what I love to do. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. And thank you for all your support. Till next time. Bye for now. 
that's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.